All right, I'm recording again because... And I think one could say that's what we're here to do. Yep, well, it unrecorded for a minute, and now it's recording again. <laughs> so I'm just going to let this go for like a hot minute. Well, actually, hold on, I'm going to pause. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Listeners, if I could I I am blindsided. There Aaron went from like, all right, you ready? Okay, cool. Yeah, we've got the set up. Welcome back! I didn't ask if you were ready or not. And this doesn't have to be our real intro, but I thought <laughs> it would spike, be really funny. The spike of energy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I've been dead for the last hour. <laughs> I wouldn't say dead. I'd say you were you're on the lower end of energy, but yep. I, I love this. I love this energy for us. Welcome back to the Fix List, everybody! <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah! Season four. And in true fashion, a giant truck just drove by and the audio is shot. <laughs> Nothing has changed here Nothing. at Ficklist Studios. Yeah, Ficklist headquarters. Yeah. Um, our audio is still middling quality at best. Yep. Um, we are punchy. Yeah. <laughs> Tired. Uh, agreed. Queer. Yeah. <laughs> true. All still still true. <laughs> nothing has changed. Uh, yeah, nothing really has changed. We are still the little harbingers of chaos that we were Agreed. 6 months ago. Yeah. It's been like 6 months. That feels wild to me. It <laughs> feels know. like both n- not long enough and be way too long. Yeah, definitely. Um and we're here and um yeah, it's it's season 4, Bibby. Season 4, Bibby. 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 Season 4. How have you been other than, you know, tired? <laughs> um, I've been okay. <laughs> it was, um, it's been like a, a challenging year thus far, but not in like a, anything truly devastating. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of big change has happened. Yep. Um, and I'm trying to re, and you mentioned earlier something that I think is very true that right now the world feels like it's coming back to that pre- covid pace Mm -hmm. that i dislike immensely like i i realized because of the pandemic just how strung out and like just ragged i was every day and i don't want to go back to that but it's hard to kind of keep those boundaries when so much of the world is like yeah let's go back to normalcy yeah i hate it me too i was i'm so tired all the time and Mm -hmm. everyone wants to go outside and the worst i was inside (laughs) for two years (laughs) yep and that worked for me yeah agreed and now everyone's like let's go to the thing and to be fair like i i also sometimes i'm like okay i have to get out of my house yeah um but a lot of it is just it's too much and it's too fast and it feels like we've turned on a dime and people are still pretending that this isn't a pandemic mm-hmm. but it is and so like i'm walking around i'm like where's your fucking mask like uh, uh, we're in a surge yeah. again like what's happening so i just have a lot of like a lot of feelings no one is surprised by this <laughs> um but it's true and it's my truth and i must speak it and i love that for you i'm tired agreed i think that's the best way to sum it up i'm just i'm tired yeah it's it's rough but you know similarly um in a similar vein rather i'm starting therapy again so incredible yes i'm so excited for you yeah in a really funny turn of events i'm currently uh between healthcare because i Mm. 
my healthcare at my last job ended uh, at the end of April when I left, and I don't qualify for healthcare at my new job until the first. Mm. Um, so I'm going a few weeks without James, and mm. uh, you know we're holding up well thus far, mm-hmm. but I am fully prepared for a mental breakdown in like the next week or so. Ah, yeah. Well, we just got to get this done really fast. <laughs> yeah, let's get this in quick. <laughs> All right, this this episode is going to be half an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go. Go. Um, yeah, it has been many, many months since I've had a therapy appointment, and I was fine at the time, and I'm not now. <laughs> like, that's yeah. just where we're at. Very fair. Um, my, uh, my therapist and I have, or my previous therapist, unfortunately, and I have deeply incompatible schedules. And mm-hmm. that was sort of what led to me stopping going. I started, when I started my new job, it became really clear that, like, her hours and my hours overlap. So there was no time where I was free and not actively at work. And I tried doing a couple of like lunchtime therapy appointments when I was working from home, which was fine, but it is incredibly difficult to like be in work mode and then shift out of that, have potentially very emotional like therapy conversation and And then right back into it. Yeah. And then jump into like a meeting about, (laughs) like you know, (laughs) operations, logistics or whatever. Like, I was like, no, 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 I'm still processing what the fuck Tanya just told me about myself. So it just kind of fell off my radar. And um, I think if, if you're coming directly from our previous episode, <laughs> you'll know that I wasn't in a good place then. And that hasn't really changed. <laughs> so I was like, it's time. So Tanya was, sent me some resources to find a new therapist. I'm reaching out to one. So I will have a consult on Monday and see how that goes. But... Happy pride and um, happy therapy. So (laughs) So true. And those two should go hand in hand, everyone. Mental health in the queer community is not a joking matter. No. (laughs) Even though we say it with laughter in our voices, but it's in order to stay upright. It's to hide the pain. Yeah. (laughs) LOL. Mostly. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Absolutely wild. I cannot believe we're we're basically halfway through this year. Yep. That doesn't feel right. No. That feels like it should be illegal, but it's not. <laughs> like time is moving too fast. Time out. Yeah, but also summer is my least favorite part of the year, and yeah. fall is my favorite. So I'm like, this is kind of good. Like I can I can ride the speed train and then w- put on the brakes when we get to yeah. September. Yeah. Uh, but I don't control time, so I actually don't know how this uh, new fangled theory of mine will work. I am upset that you don't control time. I thought you did. <laughs> so sorry to break that, burst that bubble here. Very upsetting to me. Um, I, you and I are similar on this. Summer is my least favorite time of year. Uh, the fall is the best time of year Agreed. and everyone can fight me on it. Um, we've only been conditioned to like summer because of summer vacation. Yeah. And it's the only time when we're free. Um, but summer is uh satan's butthole (laughs) i don't like it i hate sweating i hate sunburns i hate uh being in a humid space like sleeping in the summer is the worst awful it's never comfortable i can't sleep under my like beautiful down comforter that i got for christmas like i just have to go back to like a sheet there's not a lot of like holidays really you have fourth of july which we watch some fireworks and eat some hot dogs yeah we'll just set off fireworks for a month and a half and scare all of the animals in the neighborhood and annoy the shit out of your neighbors for a month and a half and then to celebrate a country that (laughs) that we're we're not really happy with right now or have not been happy with for a long time yep and um i can make hot dogs that's fine i don't have to have a day to make a hot dog (laughs) so yeah there's just a lot to unpack there yeah with the summer yeah the only plus side is that i get to go to the beach with my mom oh i love this for you only upside i love that yeah which i'll take yeah but speaking, I mean, I feel like we've been really, like, 
you know, not negative, but we're we're on the lower end of things. Like, oh, you know, we've been better. We're like, welcome back to season four. Here's all of our tragic backstory. Yeah. Here, the world is shit. Everything is terrible. Why are we here? But not everything. We've got uh, we've got something very exciting coming up in a few weeks. We do as of the recording of this podcast, we are going back to AwesomeCon. Yeah, we are, baby. <laughs> Woohoo! So that's why we were like, we gotta we gotta record something. There's gotta be content out for. People. Yeah, like we got to do a recording so that way we have something new to promote at Comic Con, and also so we come back so that like Mai doesn't cry. It's Hi, true. Mai. Hi, Mai. <laughs> Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Evelyn. <laughs> Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Emily. Emmy, <laughs> and all these. Yeah, everybody that we love. <laughs> And yeah. hi, if, you, if you're if you listening to this post, uh, Awesome Con 22. Yeah, really. Hello to everybody. Um, given that, as a good reminder that there might be new people <laughs> to our little podcast, Alan. Who are we? Uh, well, we are we are the Ficklist. Um, we are a podcast that try we we call it uh, a book club for fan fiction. Yep. Um, we essentially pick tags uh beforehand, and then Aaron will find a fic for me to read, and I will find one for her to read, and then we get together, uh, here at Ficklist headquarters, and uh, we talk about it, and we look at it critically. Um, for, you know, what it's attempting to do, what, uh, it's like kind of value in the current, um, fandom, uh, I'm trying to think of a word, but I can't. Landscape? Yeah. Discourse? Yeah. All of that. Any of that. How does it fit in with what's going on online? Agreed. Yeah. Thank you. What does it, how does it speak to the fandom that it's in, fandom writ large? Um, does it succeed as a transformative work? Do we like it? (laughs) Do we like, what is our personal take on it? Yeah. Um, And like, we try to come to it from not like a serious lens because it's fan fiction and we love it. And there's a certain element of camp and silly and whatever, but not shitting on it and taking it seriously in the sense of like trying to say something substantive about anything that we read. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Aaron. And I'm Alan. And we're the fic list. Yeah. Wow. wow. Look at that. Nice little really? little button. Well done. Well done, team. All right. We're done now, right? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's uh, the whole episode. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> tune in next time. Yeah. Tune in next month. <laughs> next year. We'll come back for yeah. Christmas. <laughs> we're like the the groundhog just poking its head out, seeing its shadow yeah. and be like, all right, six more weeks. Oh, yeah. Six oh, more months of a uh, break. Definitely. We should also be up front. So, uh <laughs> So other podcasts are like, we update every week or every two weeks or whatever it is. And we've always tried to have yeah. a schedule. But if you have been a longtime listener of our podcast, you know that <laughs> that's never happened. <laughs> Not once. Except for a brief moment in like early lockdown when yeah. I was laid off and had time. <laughs> <laughs> and so we update about as regularly as fanfic authors, aka whenever the fuck we want. <laughs> and we've just decided that that has to be okay. Yeah, especially this year. We're currently where we're at. You know, I think we both love doing it, but yeah. it's just you know we don't get paid. We Correct. don't have any like extra help. So all of the like research for the episodes, all of yeah. the pre-production, post-production, all the editing, um, all of that is done just through us and yeah. our pockets of free time. Yeah, which is very much like indie podcast life, and we know mm-hmm. that, but I think <laughs> what what we are trying to do is to manage expectations <laughs> a little bit um, up front. <laughs> yeah. And see, more importantly, I think also to like keep those boundaries for ourselves, yes. like uh, realize where our uh, availability is and what we can 
feasibly do without trying yeah. to like add any more unnecessary stress. Right. Because this is always meant to be fun. Exactly. It's meant to be fun for us. It's meant to be fun for you. Um, and hopefully we achieve at least one of those two things because <laughs> I'm having a good time. Me too. I have too. no idea how you guys are feeling, but. <laughs> yeah, feel free to let us know. Tweet at us. Yeah, please tweet at us. Um, you could join us on the TikTok. <laughs> Aaron <laughs> has, has gone semi-viral on the TikTok and is writing that high. Yeah, I posted a TikTok uh, yesterday or the day before. Yeah. Um, and it currently, as of the recording of this podcast, has about uh, 12,500 likes mm-hmm. um, and a whole bunch of comments. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. I have I have understood the youths. <laughs> I get it. I've done it. I've I'm, broken through. Yeah, I had an artistic vision and it worked out. <laughs> um, all the other videos on the account have like six views, which is really funny. Yep. Which makes sense. Yep. I mean, it tracks. So you can join us on the Tiki Taki, um, <laughs> on the Tweety, which um, I'm upset about the Elon Musk thing, but we don't have time to unpack that. So. Yeah, that's that's a whole other can of worms that this is not the platform for. No, I we're going to, I think, stay on Twitter because... It, it is useful for our brand but yeah. um yeah that's not cool but we are keeping our ear to the ground in case things start to go south yeah we'll keep an eye on that one um we're on instagram occasionally mm-hmm. not the best way to reach us um i think we still have the facebook page <laughs> i don't know for sure <laughs> that relic <laughs> haven't checked in a while if we do it's dead as a doornail yep. so don't go there um we have a page on fan lore which still makes oh me happy oh my gosh that's yeah incredible yeah and we're gonna be at awesome con dc in like two weeks i can't believe you didn't mention our tumblr oh yeah tumblr <laughs> i'm so sorry i'm an asshole so we have a tumblr page well the reason i forgot about it is because i don't run it yep. it is run by the inimitable caitlin oh caitlin we love you yeah caitlin is the third member of the Fickless team who runs the tumblr and um also keeps us afloat and alive and functional <laughs> <laughs> um we went to target yesterday so we could indulge in some rainbow capitalism um and she encouraged me to get both of the mugs that i wanted as well as the shirt that i'm currently wearing that is uh, a men's button-up shirt <laughs> and they're all great yeah it was all good choices so caitlin runs the tumblr um shout out to you caitlin many shout outs to caitlin um and we'll also be at uh, the awesome Fickless panel yeah. at comic-con um so that's gonna be saturday june 4th i have no idea if this is gonna go out before then or not so... i believe in us <laughs> so whether or not that happens um uh, we'll either see you there or wasn't that fun hedge <laughs> 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 <Tied> our bets <laughs> oh man and with that long intro completed yeah what is the first tag of season four well fittingly uh it's uh first dates first day yeah. <laughs> i do that cadence every, every tag time. yep and i love it it's, it's tradition tradition <laughs> yep oh my god same page starting off great yep we are in sync yep and so uh, I know normally for the, the for a the first episode back and because it's usually Pride Month, yeah, and we usually try to do some sort of like Pride related thing. So, Aaron, how do you how do first dates kind of tie into like a Pride mentality? So it kind of doesn't. It kind of doesn't, which is fascinating because mm-hmm. first date is sort of a vaguely universal concept, right? right? Like most people have been on a first date of some kind, mm-hmm. but we were interested in having a conversation about first dates specifically in queer like scenarios <laughs> um and for queer people and specifically like i am asexual mm-hmm. um and just i i like queer personally yeah. and alan is gay I am. and so the two of us have our own experiences with first dates that are interesting to talk about and also first dates in general raise a lot of interesting questions for queer people in terms of like disclosure and like what how do you date in the queer community how was it different like what kind how does queerness manifest 
sort of in a first date yep. scenario. And we thought that would be kind of fun to talk about in a pride scenario. Um, and yeah, <laughs> that was the thought process. <laughs> There's nothing really else to talk about it. Um, and also first date fic is fun. I think that before we launch into the fix, and because it's the first one back, you know, yes. I think we should we should talk. Aaron, tell us about a first date you've had. <sighs> I knew you were going to ask me this yep. question, and I was thinking about what stories I could tell <laughs> that wouldn't be so sad. Um, so, as an ace person, I have had several interesting first dates. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't start dating until well after college. Wow. Um my first date of all time was a high school scenario. It was not great. It was one of those things where like this guy who was actually into my friend asked me out oh, to get more information so on the friend. Sorry. It's fine. I got Man. over it. He was a dick anyway. Like yeah. we went to the movies. It was fine. I was not devastated by it. Um <laughs> it wasn't great for the self-esteem at the time. Right. Um, but it is what it is. And then I never really I didn't have any interest in dating really like because mm-hmm. it just didn't occur to me that that was a thing that i was supposed to do i think i was like aware that like people were going on dates and people my whole friend group wasn't particularly like uh, like i had one pair of my friends were dating and they were in the friend group together and that was mm-hmm. kind of it the rest of us were all just sort of like drama nerds who had our own shit going on <laughs> um we like listened to a lot of they might be giants <laughs> I love like, this. we had other stuff in our brains um and we were very nerdy and kind of uh, we weren't in like the party scene or anything like that so it was mm-hmm. like not a thing and then i went to women's college and dating was everywhere. <laughs> but I was too busy for that. Yep. <laughs> it didn't occur to me. <laughs> like, I had vague crushes or whatever. And it just wasn't something that I did at mm-hmm. all in college, despite opportunities. And so it was like, okay. And then uh, out of college, I was like, maybe I should try this Tinder thing. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, <laughs> that's not oh, a good choice. man. As an ace person, that was not a good choice. Um, I originally set up my Tinder profile to be everybody, including presumably straight men Oof. <laughs> mistake yep big mistake <laughs> um and it just had i just had a lot of explaining to do and i didn't love i the multiple times that i've had to do this there's nothing more annoying than someone being like well i've never dated an ace person before tell me all of the intricate details uh. of your sexuality and you're like what how do you know your ace like how what is all that like what is this friends if you meet an ace person in the wild <laughs> don't do that <laughs> it's shitty and annoying yeah um the first the, my first sort of like date date that happened sort of as an adult that i would say like have followed the cadence of a date mm. um was with this one guy who we went out for tacos it was like perfectly fine like he was Not a really that. nice guy or whatever and we like kind of hit it off kind of i was like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> again maybe two ace for this and well, like we hung out whatever fine and then as we were going back to my car he went in for a kiss without warning me <gasps> no again don't do that yeah and i freaked out and so that was my first, <laughs> that's my first dating experience he was very apologetic he did not intend to freak me out of course but then i had a small sexuality crisis <laughs> where i had to call my best friend and be like i'm broken like why does this like why did this freak me out so much i don't understand and she was like no he should have asked you that was a dick move yeah and it just it started a whole spiral for me um so that was my first date experience that's a sad story to end on you know what I asked. You did ask. Yeah. I had what was interesting is that later, about a year and a half later, I was in I started a relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. And that experience was wildly different because it was quarantine. 
Right. So we started quote unquote dating by like going over to each other's apartments and just like watching TV out. and hanging yeah. out. And that I think was so much better for me. Yeah. Because it wasn't this like constructed thing. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't this, first of all, he was lovely. And like, there wasn't this expectation of anything like we were, we were clearly like gravitating towards each other. Mm-hmm. And, but he was like, mm? and I was like, mm? <laughs> and so it just kind of like happened very naturally and it wasn't like all right well, now we're at this dinner and i'm gonna walk you home and now there's this script that yeah. i don't understand it was like oh no this is just happening very naturally um it's also sort of funny and to me personally that a lot of my dating has been with cis men mm. despite the fact that i am not exclusively attracted to cis men right and so that has also kind of been something that i think about a lot where i'm like Perhaps this dynamic would be different if I had more dating history with queer women mm. than what I've currently experienced. But yeah, that just hasn't happened for me. Very fair. So yeah. What about you? Uh, so we should launch into these fix. <laughs> we don't want to run too long. No, I just like ripped my heart out in the marketplace and held it out oh. for you, bleeding. Oh my and, you God, know. you really paint a picture. I did. Yep. And uh, you're going to have to do the fucking same, uh, Alan. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Very fair. Right, you don't have to disclose anything you don't want to. <laughs> no, that's true. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'll, you know, also, I, I'm, you know, currently single. <laughs> so it's not like they've, they've worked out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I also have had a really different experience. I mm-hmm. feel like, um, growing up in the age now where it's like, uh, Tinder and mm-hmm. uh, dating apps are like the, the go-to kind of way to meet someone. I find that those don't really work well mm-hmm. unless you fit certain boxes. Yep. And I don't, quite think i fit those boxes yep so i've had some dates that you know i always try to go in with like a a sense of like you know i understand that everyone's different and like i understand the first dates are you know it's kind of the same mentality as like an interview like mm-hmm. there's gonna be nerves and like you can't you can't make your entire decision based off just on the first date which is yeah. not to say that if you know if you know it's not gonna work on the first date then you know kudos to you mm-hmm. i just I'm not, I'm, I'm rarely that certain about anything. Mm-hmm. I like to be more open-minded when I approach things and like, you know, I will often be like, okay, we'll have like three dates. And if by the third date, I still don't feel like I'm interested in pursuing anything that I want. Um, but oftentimes my first dates were always like with people that I chatted online with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a lot of that, um, including one, which I, well, I think I told you about, but I don't think I talked on the p- podcast about, but that was like right before the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. like literally February, 2020, mm-hmm. um, I was corresponding with someone I met on hinge for mm-hmm. like, Oh, hinge two months or something like that. And we were sending like long emails. Like wow. it was pride and prejudice levels of like <laughs> correspondence. <laughs> and like, we were getting deep and like, we were, I thought had a really good connection. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is great. Like, um, we were so similar to, which actually I think is what ultimately did us in. Um, mm-hmm. but we were so similar. He's, uh, he was Colombian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he got a master's in, uh, mm-hmm. in theater performance. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of like overlap in our interests and just who we were as people. Uh, I really liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we met, he was also in Colombia for like the holidays because mm-hmm. we met around December, November, December. And so he didn't come back until, uh, he didn't come back to the States until mid-January or something like that. So once we started actually, like, hanging out and mm-hmm. seeing each other, 
um, it just felt like the spark had kind of gone out, mm-hmm. which is a really fascinating thing. Because I, I don't know, I feel oftentimes that I really like talking and like yeah. being really deep about things like that. But I don't know if it ruins the allure or something. So I think that was like the most interesting like first date experience I've had in which I went fully knowing like this person's like deepest fears and greatest dreams and like all of these like really deep and personal things and to have it not click was all was really devastating yeah i think um yeah i think you are totally right to identify that online dating really only works in for certain people and in certain circumstances and it doesn't work for me either because i feel like what i struggle with is sort of the bypassing of the getting to know you stage that happens if you meet someone in real life like you get a certain amount of information just in IRL (laughs) um like from interacting with somebody in the day-to-day even if you're just sort of acquaintances or you know whatever in passing Mm -hmm. and online dating skips over that and assumes a certain amount of familiarity with Mm, the person between you or it assumes a level of intimacy and familiarity without having done the back work right like i i need more than that like i need time to like suss out i need time to like suss out who you are and like what our vibe is and all that kind of stuff and chatting online is great but you don't get so much of that just information yeah information that is so important to compatibility yeah i agree so i mean i think i also have what i've discovered and what i did discover in my relationship was that i have an extremely slow and long timeline for physical intimacy like it's one of those things where like i'm perfectly fine like not hugging you for the first like four months of us quote unquote dating and that's just like how i am as a person i'm not a particular like it takes a while for me to build that sort of comfort with like physical affection it takes much longer than tinder (laughs) or whatever or hinge would have you sort of believe and everyone's timeline for that is different regardless of your sexuality and it doesn't there's a lot of sort of assumptions on an app i think that it sort of rushes you into what apps have also really done is they've kind of normalized this like quick like fast pace kind Mm -hmm. of swiping like just think of the act of swiping as like fast it's just like boom 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 how can you make a judgment on someone based on so little and right. in such a small amount of time. Right. And I've done it too, you know, like of there are course. times when you just like, you just start swiping and you're like, these are human beings. Mm-hmm. I'm like arbitrarily choosing whether or not I want to get to know. Right. And it's, yeah, it, it, there's just such an emphasis on like expediency to try right. and find the one. Yeah. Which has kind of become a blight, I think, because it, it, what's happening is that people are forgetting that there's more than just like, the baseline interests mm-hmm. that make up a, a, a compatible relationship. You know, there's right. a whole love language kind of thing, sense of humor, sensibilities, yeah. a whole yep. other slew of things that you just can't get from a dating app. And then if we don't yep. agree with someone, then we're like, all right, well, there's always someone else on the apps. They're also just, I mean, at the end of the day, they are physically oriented, right? They mm-hmm. are oriented around, are you attracted to the photos of me yeah. that you've seen? Are you, like, you're making a judgment maybe on, like, two lines of text right. at most. So you don't get a lot of personality from that. I mean, you get a certain amount. But sure. also a lot of people have very similar bios because yeah. there's a certain type. I, I can speak specifically to queer women. We all have the same fucking bio. <laughs> um, and it's totally fine, but you're not getting 
nuance from people. Really, you're making a judgment call in their face. Yeah. And when you are, <laughs> me, not attracted to people based on physical, really. Like, I have aesthetic sure. interests, and certainly I have a physical type. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's purely aesthetic. Yeah. Like, that has nothing to do with people in real life. I Agreed. mean, it's very much just like everybody, I think, has can appreciate aesthetically. Absolutely. Some, they find somebody beautiful. But it's not necessarily the same as being like, oh, I'm interested in a relationship with you in addition to that. Agreed. So that to me gets that's where things i just do not work out yeah for dating apps because i'm just like i have no clue that's true and i feel like we're really like shitting on them i think maybe you and i have not had the best experiences but i would also like to like you know they have put some good into the world and that like they connect people that might otherwise you know people who might have social anxiety and not want to go out and like meet people through other conventions specifically like queer people like you know where you can really only ever meet people at like gay bars right and how many of those are left exactly and so dating apps offer a very valuable kind of platform for people that you know are going to be interested in you for those connections to happen as with all things there's nuance yeah and complexity agreed and it cannot be reduced to either good or bad (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't work for me personally but i know people who have had wonderful experiences with dating apps and found long-term partners on dating apps kudos for them yeah cool beans it's just not my thing and that doesn't mean i don't re-download the app when i'm profoundly lonely at two in the morning and then like and then like three days later i'm like this is a bad idea and delete it (laughs) my favorite conversation i've had with james is that at some point i just got so frustrated with not going on dates and not meeting anyone that was like james i'm just really frustrated i'm like i think i'm gonna die alone he's like no and he's like well are you on the apps and i was like yeah and he's like okay but which ones he's like have you tried like okay cupid and stuff like that i was like james here are the list of apps i am on (laughs) here's how many dating profiles i have and his eyes just got wider as i went down because i listen i am familiar with the concept of casting as wide a net as possible yeah and there are queer specific apps, mm-hmm. but they're not as well supported as sort of the the broad mainstream. Yeah, the mainstream ones, and they are often fairly niche. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously have not been on Grinder. <laughs> That's not for me. That's a cesspool on its own. Yeah, and like I, again, serves a purpose. Yeah, not, it's not for me. I don't. I don't want to speak on it. Um, there's an app called Her that is oriented oh, around queer women, but like I didn't like the interface. It's oh like, bummer! It's not a good. I don't know. It's, it's just not like, like intuitive. No, and I like. The other thing that I've noticed a lot with that one is that there's a lot of orientation or focus on, like, micro-labels. Oh. Which is fine, and that's all well and good. And if you are really secure as, like, I am a stone butch or Mm -hmm. I am, you know, whatever whatever micro-label suits you, that's totally fine. But there are so many of us who either don't know or oscillate between different, like, queer identities at any time. So having that sort of, like, hyper-segmentation mm-hmm. doesn't always help in that context. Right. It, it can become more of a, like, clickish thing or, like, isolating. Yeah. And it just sort of limits your options where it's, like, in mm. real life, if I met somebody, I wouldn't necessarily be like, so you do you identify as, like, a trans mask or, like, you know, what I, would, I wouldn't yeah. get into the nitty-gritty of their identity. I just accept that this That's is a person. person. Right. Yeah. And this is who they are. And if your label comes up, great. Um, but the the apps sort of put it front and center. Got so it. you start putting people in boxes right away. Devastating. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. Here's what I think we should do, Aaron. 
Yes. We develop our own dating app. No. And it's based entirely on your, like, AO3 bookmarks. Worst idea ever. <laughs> but also, best idea ever. Right? You match based on I'm similar I'm going to have to picks. delete a lot of bookmarks. <laughs> like, a lot of them. And then you on your profile, you have, like, a fic, and you're like, you know, talk to me about this fic. Yeah. And it's like, opener. Mm. We'll circle back. This is only going to work if people get cool about a lot of stuff really, really quickly. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah. But it's just, it's sort of... Again, it's all complex and yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's human human relationships just in general have always been very like yeah. There's so much. There's such a spectrum to everything. Yeah. Everybody has to kind of go through it in their own way, yeah. too, and at their own pace and with the people that they choose to let in or not. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the fan fictions that we sent each other? <laughs> yeah, sure. We're sure. 36 minutes in. Yeah, that makes sense. But I also I I kind of led us into that discussion because I knew True. that these are going to be shorter yeah and also these first episodes usually are a lot of us bantering like reintroducing ourselves you know it's banter the <laughs> lads know it's banter <laughs> <laughs> um that is a hint for those of you who know oh, what one God. of these fixes oh. um, not subtle <laughs> so then should i start with what you sent me or do you want to start with what i sent you i think I should start because I think we should spend, yeah. yep, <laughs> spend absolutely. the time Agreed. talking about what I sent you later. Perfect. So I took notes, Alan. <gasps> I'm so proud of Real you. Real fucking notes. So, so proud uh, of you. I'm proud too. Who knows if this is going to keep happening, but <laughs> the fic you sent me, dear mm. Alan, is called If at First You Don't Succeed by author Clotted Cream Fudge <laughs> on AO3. It is a red, white, and royal blue fan fiction. Uh, and it is lovely. The summary is probably straight, Alex says, holding his hand out to Henry. But you're extremely hot, so, like, well done. Well done, Henry says incredu- incredulously, the corner of his mouth quirking up into a smile as he takes Alex's hand in a firm handshake. Well done on being extremely hot. Hey, man, Alex says easily, taking his hand away after the briefest of shakes. Take it or leave it. In that case, I shall update my profile, Henry says as he gets to his feet. Unsuccessful date with a heterosexual man who, nonetheless, had to admit I was extremely hot. (laughs) End summary. It's an excerpt summary! (laughs) Yep, we love a a classic. (laughs) Um, The note on it, though, is kind of nice, which is, so this is Everwitch's fault. Thanks, Everwitch. And she knows it. (laughs) Basically, what if the first date was kind of a note from both parties, but then they got trapped somewhere together? Here it is. I like that. That was a, that was a great summary. <laughs> fantastic summary. Um, I so the other thing that we're gonna try to do, <laughs> dear listeners, mm-hmm. is actually summarize the fix <laughs> and not recap them word for word yep, the way yep. that we have a tendency to do. And when I say we, I mean me. Both, both of us. <laughs> I am particularly guilty of this. So here's my attempt Let's at, hear it. at a fast summary. Oh my god! At the premise of this, Alex is set up on a date with Henry by Nora, who is scheming. <laughs> Alex has sort of accidentally come out as bisexual while he was very drunk. He forgot about this. (laughs) And now he has a date on his calendar. He goes on the date. (laughs) It's lackluster. (laughs) Alex still believes he is straight. Ha ha ha. And that Henry is boring. Also hilarious. They part ways. Presumably never to see each other again. But surprise! (gasps) Nora has invited Henry to their Christmas cabin in the woods somewhere. Double surprise! Alex has to drive Henry because I guess his car is bigger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then a blizzard sets in. Yep. And they are trapped in the cabin yep. without Nora or the rest of the group. Yeah, they didn't so make it. Just them. Things escalate, and I f- emphasize quickly <laughs> yep. into sex. 
like zero to 60. Alex mm-hmm. even says we have gone from zero to 60. <laughs> and then I wrote, it is smutty smutty. Smut smut. <laughs> smut smut. Right away. <laughs> uh, the rest of the gang arrives the next day when Her- Alex and Henry are basking in the afterglow. Mm-hmm. They are boyfriends. They are. They are gross about it. Yep. Everyone celebrates. Mm-hmm. The end. Oh. <laughs> well done. Thank I you. think that is the most expedient and efficient summary that has ever been on this show. I agree. Congratulations. Perfect. Well done. Thank you. Yep. I have some notes. Oh, great. <laughs> let's hear them. <laughs> so that was, that was my version of the summary, but there were some pieces of it that I actually think we should talk about. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I love the tone. Nice. It was so like the book. Yeah. It really picked up on the energy of the two of them and like the sort of banta <laughs> between the two of them that went back and forth um alex being sort of a snarky little shit and henry being a little bit more aloof and reserved to start but also being able to like give as good as he gets i yep. thought that was really great i love i wrote plot what plot but like fine <laughs> <laughs> there's like some vague plot yeah there's as much as a snowden fic ever gives you agreed yeah um i wish there had been either more to the relationship mm. or less yeah i I agree yeah and here's why they jumped from lackluster dates to boyfriends yeah which i thought was very quick um i think it almost would have been less weird to me if they had gone from lackluster date to we had sex yep (laughs) but we're not labeling it like a full relationship figure out what that means afterwards exactly Mm -hmm. they fit like they actually said like we started referring to each other as boyfriends Mm and towards the end of the fic and were being like cuddly and cute and maybe this is again my timeline being like much longer but i felt like it it just went really fast into like an intimacy that hadn't been like flushed out yeah and well what i was gonna say is it feels almost like it then relies on your affection for their established relationship in the canon yes. to drive home the like the ending. Correct. But it wasn't based in the world of the book. Correct. It was a full AU. So because of that, yeah. I had disconnected it from their story in the book mm-hmm. and expected either there to be more and more, substan- more substance to their relationship building or have it just fully be plot what plot. Agreed. And like lean into the fact that they're just like fuck buddies now. Yeah. Or like Alex has his gay crisis and it's fine. Yeah. And like it could, that could have been a perfectly good place to end where it's just yeah. like, yeah, we we did. So we're going to, ha- you know, we're going to see where it goes. Right. And that would have been fine. Yeah. So that to me was a little like, yeah, exactly what you're talking about. It was like relying on something that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I was like, eh. And then what I wrote was, I am perhaps too ace for this. <laughs> um but i did like all of the delightful quips oh yeah and i agree with you that i think that's really the reason that i liked this a lot was they the characters were so in character like all of the tone like i could literally see this being like a lost like a novella or something yes to the book yeah and i love that it wasn't just alex and henry who were right Mm -hmm. it was nora and like it was pez pez and like everybody who showed up was also in character for themselves which Mm -hmm. is awesome um (laughs) nora and very early on when alex is like but i'm not bisexual um (laughs) i was just drunk nora says alcohol makes you honest not bisexual (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one um and alex says how about you stop being a meddling piece of shit for once and nora (laughs) responds tried that one time hated it zero out of ten would not provide a decent review on TripAdvisor." (laughs) (laughs) and i was like "Uh uh-huh this author has read this book several times agreed and it's so good so i overall had a great time i can't complain about this it like it was very funny it was an enjoyable time it just it i I got there and i remember the moment i was like oh oh 
Oh. Yeah. It, it literally oh. turns on a dime. I'm also going to say a thing. Let's do it. <laughs> I had always thought and been told that penetrative sex for men uh-huh. requires a lot more forethought than that. It definitely does. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because it just, I understand that this is fanfic world and fanfic rules apply, but I was like, I'm having a hard time divorcing myself from the reality that this <laughs> takes. You cannot just like hop into that. Yep. And like maybe if it had been actually not penetrative sex, mm-hmm. that might have also that also would have helped. Yeah. Yeah, for me because I think it's one thing to just sort of like fall into, I don't know, like yeah, like the passions built to a point where like you right. just need like contact with someone, but it right. doesn't necessarily culminate in that. Right. And because I know more than I should about the logistics of this particular <laughs> act, I was like, <laughs> and uh, then I decided to put it on a shelf and not worry about it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, all all of those points I also had, but I thought, yeah, I thought this was a, this was charming. It was super charming. I had a good time. It was very sweet. Um, have you finished the book at this point? Oh yeah. Okay, a long time ago. Yeah, we talked about it on the show. I think we have, but at the time you were like halfway through it. Did we really? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I was just no. re-listening to this. Really, episode, that's yeah. hilarious. Yes, I have. I have finished it, Yay. and um, it did cause a very fascinating um mental <laughs> health spiral. Yep, all the way down, and uh-huh. uh, and it was expected. Yeah, but it was a hard one. That's what you said when we were talking about it. You were like, "I don't know if I can get through this because it's too close." Yeah, and uh, and I was right. You were <laughs> By right. By the end of it. I was there. There was just so many elements that like hit too close to home, and not just the like. Um, I know. I think I talked about like I, I didn't want to do it because I was reading right as the pandemic was happening, yep. and then the election was that year. There was just too many things that were happening. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, and you put the foot. You put the book down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's. <laughs> I remember. It's that. too much. <laughs> yeah, but also like on the inside, I was like, I can't. I have a problem sometimes reading things that are like that I relate to too hard to. Yes. And, you know, uh, Latino uh, mm-hmm. from Texas finding love with a British royal, I was like, I think it's just, it's going to hit harp on too many things that I like relate to me. Yeah. And then would just make me feel like I'm unlovable because I don't have that. Yep. Um, funnily enough, that's going to come up when we discuss you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said yep, you. Yep, yep. Um, but there was an interesting take on a different fandom. <laughs> I'm building up all this unnecessary suspense. Um, <laughs> about queer fantasy. Yeah. And specifically queer romantic fantasy and how because most queer people have to take, and it, it's not exclusive to queer people, but we do not see ourselves represented in media. So there's always a certain amount of translation that's happening. Mm-hmm. There's a distance to something like a standard rom-com or whatever where you're like yeah okay but like it's not me yeah that couldn't happen to me right like that's never gonna happen to me anyway because right. i am not these things like i'm not whatever but when it's queer you're like oh that should be me yeah but it's not you start to grapple with those kind of things yeah, yeah which is something that happens for a lot of people in a lot of different ways but is a conversation that's being had right now <laughs> very specifically <laughs> yep and i think that book hits that too yeah for that exact reason like, and also okay. like i guess spoilies for the book but also it's been out a while so but yeah 
spoilies um <laughs> the book ends with alex's mom winning the, with the democrats winning that, yeah. that particular election yeah which at the time it, it's revisionist from yeah. what actually happened so. it was based on the 2016 election it's just yeah it didn't and so go that way. it was fascinating to read that and to just feel all of the grief for all of the stuff that we just talked about with that like fantasy right but also the like what we as a nation kind of lived through post 2016 it was uh, a it was it was too much i think right and what's happening now yeah watching all these like anti-trans bills pass the world is burning it's awful and knowing that like it's only a matter of time before other things come under fire because they always go for the trans community first yep and we have not i think as a community done enough to protect trans folks i agree and fight for them Mm -hmm. and so that complacency to me is indicative of you know some shit coming down the line that we're just not prepared to fight no but um it's hard to then sit in these you know beautiful and uplifting stories and then look around and be like well shit (laughs) yeah what 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 should have been escapism kind of becomes like look what you don't have right and the sort of brain rot part of that is we'll never have we'll never have yeah and that's, that's the what, part that I, I don't even allow myself to think that because i'm like i can't do it because then i'm I, I spiral into a different like hopeless place therapy <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why we're in therapy um but yeah other than all of that <laughs> yeah other than that aspect yeah. lovely book highly recommend lovely book lovely fic yeah love the fandom for this it seems to be very wholesome yeah. as far as i can tell <laughs> <You're great. laughs> not deep in it so yeah. i don't want to lay claim to that and it but... also has like that their uh alex and henry's like relationship starts as like an enemies to friends to lovers so it just yeah. lends itself so well to so much fanfic it's good i mean it's written like a fanfic in yeah. a lot of ways um apparently there's a theory that it was a fanfic I, yeah i've heard this yeah but i don't know that for sure I mean, yeah but there are a lot of authors now who have come up through fan fiction ranks it's kind of awesome yeah and it's very clear in many in some ways mm-hmm. that that is a thing because people are now more open to talking about it it yeah. may have always been true but people are using it as like a marketing thing now mm-hmm. so there's a whole like list of you know published authors who were like oh yeah that was a fanfic that i like slapped some new names on <laughs> which is dope yeah yeah good for you it very much <laughs> validates what we do Agreed. in taking it seriously because i'm like see there's literary merit there right there's value to this story being told um i oh we rate our fix we do (laughs) on a completely arbitrary baseless scale of how we're feeling that day exactly from one to five um we can get into decimals (laughs) we try not to get too deep into the woods i would give this like a 3.8 yeah right yeah that'd be right around where i put it actually as well it's great yeah there's it's a wonderful little like experience quick read quick read short little one shot um and yeah if you love this like fandom Mm -hmm. and specifically because of the characters i cannot recommend this enough there's a whole bit in the in their first date where alex because he uh goes on this date knowing kind of that he's like oh i'm straight or telling himself he's straight uh goes in and just talks about jerry goes on a diatribe about gerrymandering for a half hour and henry's like very alex yeah henry was like i almost didn't go i almost didn't want to see you again because of that yeah that god-awful gerrymandering rant that you went on (laughs) and i was like hey it's valid it's valid yep um we've been in dc too long agreed (laughs) where i was like it's perfectly reasonable to rant about gerrymandering for 45 minutes (laughs) on a first date what are you talking about um yeah no i agree the um 
and the sort of like interplay between the two of them just was so consistent throughout too that was mm-hmm. really fun like i loved even as even as i was like struggling with the pacing of the relationship i wasn't struggling with their characterization i was like if they were in the situation this is probably how they would speak to each other yeah and like it, it didn't feel out of character per agreed. se it just was fast yeah agreed so kudos to you because that's actually hard i think it's harder to stay in character yeah i was gonna say that's the that's the harder part of this yeah, yeah. so well done well done clotted cream fudge is that what it is yeah clotted cream fudge oh my god good job alan <laughs> <laughs> proud of you thanks all right so i guess i did it <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I was like, we got to talk about how proud I am of myself. <laughs> I am so proud of you. I don't like the precedent you've now set for both of us, Sorry. but like, great. Yep. Okay. <laughs> what did I send you, Elon? Uh, you sent me uh, a lovely little fic, uh, an archive of our own. It's called Spend the Night. Uh, it's written by Obsidian Ix or Obsidia Nix. Sure. Um, one of those. One of them. Um, and <laughs> it's a heartstopper. <laughs> fanfic who'd have thunk it <laughs> if you didn't guess <laughs> guess what my hyperfixation is <laughs> and it's a good one i would say yep um uh, this is a oh man okay mm-hmm. so the summary reads there's still time for charlie to say something to offer to sleep on his own floor if nick thinks the bed is too small or if it's, he's just uncomfortable by the idea or if he's should i get in first Nick and Charlie share a bed for the first time. Mm-hmm. So very much a extra summary again, but this time with a little actual like summary right at the bottom. Yes. Um, and the note says, I simply cannot stop writing these two. And I think that that's fair. Yep. Um, and this is literally such a, such a, it's less than 1500 words. Oh yeah. Um, very sweet fic about how Charlie and Nick used to sleep on each other's floors during sleepovers back when they were friends but now that they're kind of something more they're not quite sure about how that works and they're kind of assuming that they're going to sleep in the same bed but they're kind of really like nervous about it and don't want to actually say something and and then nick uh says you know should i get in first and they're at charlie's place and charlie has a smaller bed and so then they have this whole moment where like oh my god charlie's like i just wasn't sure if you were going to want to and then nick says of course i want to do you want to and charlie's like yeah very classic nick and charlie yes (laughs) um and yeah and then it ends with uh with nick getting in getting in bed and then charlie kind of popping himself over it and then kind of experiencing that like first night together just like that closeness um yep very like cuddly and then they fall asleep and that's the end of the fic yep um so dear listeners i have a question for you um in which where in those 1500 words would you say is a first date i knew this was gonna happen (laughs) yeah because you blatantly ignored the tag i did so do you want my attempt at a justification or do you want my honest answer oh i definitely the attempt first and then the honest answer so yeah because I was in a relationship in quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. All of my first dates uh, okay. were very domestic. Sure. And very much centered around, like, we're shifting from friend to more. Mm. But there's, like, this weird feeling, blah, blah, blah. And that, I think, is a very queer experience. <laughs> because sometimes you don't feel comfortable going and being on dates. Mm. And sometimes we live in the in-betweens and yeah, all this stuff. And so the first date could be the first time, like, that you spend a night at each other's house. Yeah, and it's very valid that, you know, relationships happen at, like, different speeds, uh-huh. like, at different places, depending on what kind of prior relationship you have. Yeah, I can see that. 
Um, what's the real reason? <laughs> I couldn't find a first date pick in this <laughs> fandom, and I wanted one, and this was the closest thing that I could find to it, and I was like, I can be an answer. <laughs> Amazing. As long yeah. as we both understand no, what is a I here. fully disregarded the assignment because I couldn't find... I tried really hard first to find a first date pick for Our Flag Means Death, yep. which at the time, it has since exploded, but at the time did not have any, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there are now, but right. it wouldn't have been in time for you to read it. Agreed. And so I went to Heartstopper instead because then I got completely sideswiped by Heartstopper yeah. on Netflix um, and have rewatched it about 50 times. Um, and I was like, I got to find a first date pick. And there just wasn't. Yeah. any like it is a smaller number of fix overall yeah in... it's right, like the show only came out like two weeks ago so that hasn't stopped our flag means death but um no well, that's going on like two months yeah but also like there that was exponential growth in a wild way we should talk about it a different episode very fair um but with heartstopper it's like hovering right around 600 fix right now okay. on the tag but for nick and charlie specifically i yeah. haven't looked for the like the broader um and to be fair their first date in the show yeah is extremely cute oh my god <laughs> very well done and i don't know that anybody has like tried to like redo it yeah you can't i i don't and that's something i thought of when you sent this yeah. so you said I, I i knew what you were gonna send obviously because you also gave me the heads up yeah i was like you have to watch this so we yeah. can talk about it <laughs> um but i knew because i i read the i read the webcomic where i was like there's already a canon like first date in mm-hmm. there so it it would be really hard to try and find something that is either canon divergent or like an alternate universe right and i didn't yep I did not successfully do that. I just decided that I have Heartstopper brain rot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to talk about it so I would find the closest thing I could find. Listen, Aaron. It had the word first in the summary. We will we will give you a pass. Thank you. But we can't make this a habit. <laughs> <laughs> Says who? <laughs> I'm the only one who ever remembers the rules of this podcast. That's not true. You said that three hours ago. <laughs> you have you don't have that on record. I don't have it on record, but friends, he said it. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds really. Who are you going to believe? The person who fulfilled the assignment or the one who tried to bullshit? Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, I fully cop to the fact that this was not a first date fit. Yeah. I just decided that I didn't care. Yeah, and I I I would be giving you. I'm giving you shit, but only because I love you, and also. I am so stoked we get to talk about this because yeah. I was a fan of the of the comics, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. and I read up to, I think, volume two of whatever's published, um, and I had the other two just lying around. I hadn't gotten to them. Um, so I was familiar with the story, and I was excited when Netflix was going to make a series. Um, so much as that one of my roommates gifted me a volume for Christmas and was like, Ooh. oh, they're making a show of this when the trailer dropped. And he's like, we should watch this together. And I was like, okay, great. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was holding out until, <laughs> until Aaron messages me and is like, hey, this is what I'm hyper fixating on. You need to watch this. I was like, God damn it. Yep. And so I watched it in the dead of night when he wasn't home. So he doesn't know. <laughs> and I know he doesn't listen to this, but if you do, sorry. <laughs> and so what that meant really was that I watched this uh, starting at like 10 p.m. on a Tuesday night and then ended at 1.30, literally stopping like into my pillow, like audible. I'm surprised someone didn't knock on my door to ask if I was okay. Wellness check, yeah. Yeah. I did a very similar thing where I started it at about 10 o'clock on a work night Mm -hmm. and was like, I'll just watch a couple of episodes. Fool. Fool. (laughs) What a fool I was. Um, I did watch the whole thing. I ended it like two in the morning and I was just like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Again, because I think similarly to you, I had this moment of like, oh, I see myself in so many of these characters. And it was just like, it grabbed me in a way that that, like things haven't grabbed me in a while. Mm -hmm. Um, The last time I've had a hyperfixation of this ilk was 
the, the magicians. magicians. <laughs> <laughs> it's been zero days since we've mentioned the magicians. <laughs> but the magicians was a very different beast uh-huh. for a lot of reasons, Absolutely. not the least of which that it like was not queer media. Mm-hmm. I am willing at this point to be like, this was never intended to be a queer no. thing. Heartstopper is unabashedly queer and it comes from the queer community and it's at the heart and soul of what it is and that makes that really really good and also really really painful <laughs> yep. um i love that alice oseman is a row ace mm-hmm. there i have some hometown pride about that where i'm like see <laughs> we can write good things um but the i come back i wrote about this on twitter so <laughs> i'm recycling some content here but it's true um i come back to nick's coming out a lot god yeah and what i appreciated about nick's coming out journey one he was not he he didn't have the sort of like i've known since i was five and Mm -hmm. i've always been you know different blah blah blah. he was like um i'm having a small crisis (laughs) (laughs) uh i always knew kira knightley was cute but what about orlando bloom and now i'm in love with my friend and what the fuck (laughs) and who am i and what is this and i don't understand and no one around me is the same way Mm mm-hmm and that, I think, is the thing that really gets me about particularly Kit Connors' interpretation of Brilliant. it. It's so moving and it's so nuanced yeah. because he keeps asking his friends, you know, are you sure you're gay? Are, how did you know? What mm-hmm. is your experience? And no one has the same experience he does. Right. And holy shit, do I relate to that? Mm. Where I was like, oh, baby. The entire time I just kept being like, oh, baby. <laughs> like, I know. Like, I just want you to find one person who says, I know what it's like to feel that way. And you just don't get it. He just doesn't get it. And like, that is such a real and like visceral thing to go through. And Mm -hmm. it's what I went through. And like, I think so many of us go through that. I was just like, (laughs) and then it was so like, it's so beautiful for him to like find solidarity anyway. Like he finds so much love in the friend group and like they support him so much through his coming out journey, despite the fact that they all have different experiences than he does Mm -hmm. and that there's, you know, social pressure involved and all that kind of stuff that like, I cried a lot. Oh, same. And I love also like every time he talked about it, he was always very forthright about like, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. just, I'm not ready to label anything. I just, I don't know. I'm confused. And every one of like his friends were like, you don't have to know anything right now. You don't yep. have to put a, you never have to put a label on it. You don't have to come out if you don't want to. Like it all is your journey. This is your, whenever you feel ready, that's good. Yeah. And like, including Charlie, who he's in a like secret relationship. And that's a lot of the Nick's guilt in the later half, at least of the oh, show yeah. where he's like, you know, I'm, I'm doing kind of the same thing as this other guy before was doing where, you know, I'm keeping you hidden, but that's not my intention. And, Charlie's very upfront. He's like, yeah, no, I understand. This is right. like a different situation. Yeah. I think the handling of the coming out journey, that is where you can really feel that this was created by queer people. Because I think a lot of coming out journeys are, again, I think I'm stealing this from TikTok, but I think that a lot of coming out journeys are actually written for straight people mm-hmm. in a lot of media. And this is written for queer people. I agree. And it is a very, like... It is a very nuanced experience of coming out, and it's something that I think, um, like, it's so important for youth to be told that you do not have to come out and you don't owe it to anybody. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of coming out stories, like, rightfully celebrate coming out as, like, I'm living my truth and Absolutely. all this kind of stuff. But I think there's so much value in a story telling you that, like, you can do this on your own time. Yeah. You don't have to do this. You can't be a dick about it. No. What you What is not okay, like, what 
Ben, the, you know, other guy, was an asshole, not because he was closeted, but because he didn't give a shit about Charlie's feelings. Exactly. And was, you know, ultimately, like... Using him, basically. Yeah, using him. And Nick is nothing like that. Mm -hmm. He's closeted, but it's, like, it's because he's on his own journey. Right. And he never once treats Charlie like badly no oh my god <laughs> ever i almost I, i've teared up just yeah. now like thinking back like that man no. oh he's so sweet and that's the fantasy element of this right because this is teenage boys <laughs> yeah and i was like i think the real fantasy here is just the, like level of communication that is effective <laughs> that between the two between them yeah because yeah, they are so good at talking to each other yeah they understand each other so well and they're so honest and they're so they're so thoughtful. And every time I thought the show was going to go with the, like, they misunderstand each other or something yeah. happened, they don't. Yeah, like, I kept waiting for that shoe to drop, which is, again, yeah. very, very familiar in a ton of other media, right. even queer media, where it's like, oh, yeah, they're going great, it's going great, it's going great. Oh, but boom, miscommunication, right. something happens, they fall apart, you know? Yeah. And then they come back together in, like, a sweeping grand gesture, yeah. and that's never the case here. The drama is always external yeah. to the relationship. It's about having to navigate a homophobic environment or you know trying to figure out like you know navigating uncertainty or whatever but it's never in question that nick and charlie love each other yeah and care about each other and put each other first Agreed. that is never the question it's so good yeah I, I have really no words i was so taken aback by i thought that the show was gonna be fine i thought it was like it's mm -hmm. gonna be like a, a fine adaptation of a, a work i really like uh but no the show is beautiful and there was such like care taken with the adaptation and like they take they bring in elements of the webcomic like in the graphics like there's cartoon leaves just flying by there's like yeah. little stars whenever like someone who likes it another person is staring at them yeah. like the way it tied in that so was so good yeah it is so well done. I actually saw somebody post that they really appreciated that because they are autistic and have a hard time reading social cues. Aww. And having those little like visual indicators that like this is a special relationship was really helpful for them. And I was like, I Aww. love it. Oh, that's so, I <laughs> oh love my that. God. Things I hadn't considered, but also make this even more special. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved that. And I, I read the comics after mm -hmm. I saw the show because I had never heard of the comics before. Um, but it is such a faithful adaptation. It's so faithful. Yeah, literally so there's faithful. just pages where they, the dialogue was taken from the yeah. comic. And it works so well. And I think partly because of that. So, <laughs> I hesitate to ask this question. Yeah. What would you rate the fic that I sent you? <laughs> um... Irrespective of <laughs> perhaps. Um, I can accept. I'll take the L on this one. <laughs> But I hope you don't penalize the fic for me having given no, it to you. No, of course completely not. Completely out of turn. I think it was lovely. And I think also I found really funny when you were talking about kind of the tone, how well the, the fic that I sent you fit the tone of Red, White, and Royal Blue. I think you found one that also fits the tone of yeah. Heartstopper so well, which is that just innocent, sweet, like lovely kind of energy. Like it's literally just a fic of these two characters written very well, like having these like doubts of like oh i know i want to but do you want to and not quite knowing how to like articulate that and so it ends up in this like kind of awkward like oh, i guess i'll go in first you yeah. know and and it's so sweet and perfect to them i i really really enjoyed it um so yeah i can't fault this fic for you <laughs> for for where you've decided to slot it yeah um i think i'm having an interesting dilemma wherein like i can't i can't think of any fault that like is part of the fic like i my fic my fault would be like oh i want more 
Sure. Like I want like uh, more of a narrative, but that's not what this fic was set out to set out to do. This just wanted like a lovely little slice of life moment. Definitely. And I think that in that regard, it succeeded, and so it would be a five. Uh, that, but I. My eyes just got really big. Technically, but <laughs> it's a technical five. Yeah, but on my scale, I would put it at like a four point three. And like That's I enjoy so much it myself. Than I thought it was gonna be. Because I'm not vindictive. <laughs> what? And all well also to be completely completely transparent and fair, I adore this fandom, so I don't have a problem with it. If it had been like a different fandom that maybe I was not as into, I may have laid into you a little more. But I thought that the yeah, it was a beautiful fic that set out to do something and it did a perfectly i'm so sad y'all didn't get a real-time video <laughs> of my face because i was like three he's gonna give it a three because i didn't fulfill the assignment no <laughs> four, four a technical five <laughs> i am winning <laughs> i love winning i especially love winning when i didn't do the assignment <laughs> thank you alan oh man but of course there's no winning aaron because we're not we're not keeping track of like scores and numbers sure. like that okay <laughs> rude <laughs> wow but yeah shout out to uh kate connor and joe Locke for <laughs> bringing those characters to life oh man shout out to alice oseman for really transitioning from one medium to another with great gusto and applause shout yep. out to the entire netflix crew for allowing that story to be what it needed to be mm-hmm Shout out to their intimacy coordinator. Oh my God, yes. They have an intimacy coordinator who I believe his name is David. Um, and we, I did message him on Instagram and I was like, good job. And he was like, thanks. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, didn't expect a response. Okay. You want to come on the show? Yeah. Like, hey, wait a minute. Um, he was very nice. Uh, but I love that they used an intimacy coordinator. Yeah. I love that. It's a practice like, that I'm, I'm glad is gaining traction. Yeah. It should be standard. Yeah. Frankly. Um, and I love that they had an LGBTQ community outreach liaison, mm-hmm. according to their background behind the scenes stuff they had somebody from like the stonewall organization who was on site talking about queer history and like why certain things were important and why other things would be bad um they really they really did the fucking work on this one yeah and it shows and like that's part of why it's like going so well i think yeah and and now netflix needs to fucking renew the show i know and that's really the terrifying part is like god it's on netflix right i think we're gonna get at least a season two oh me too yeah but season three is typically the the kiss of death on netflix right yeah and i it would be i think it would be homophobic if they didn't (laughs) give it a season two but they're also promoting it heavily like they understand that this is a marketing win for them so they would be very silly to not not do a season two absolutely i agree i think for sure we'll get a season two um and then we'll see about season three after that yeah and at the end of the day i mean i think alice osman has said that they want to do four seasons total oh great um but there comes a point where you just accept what you were given it's true the one i'm more worried about and this is a whole tangent for another day is our flag means death it's been, I can't believe they haven't it's been renewed long. it. Yeah, it's been a, a long time. I have theory that it is engagement clickbait. They are holding off on renewing it because renew our flag means death is it's valuable so engagement. High. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is shitty. It is. It's bad so, practice. So, HBO Max, <laughs> remove your head from your ass. <laughs> yep. And renew it. Thank you. Um, and Netflix, do not do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because the queer community is not your engagement generator. Yeah. Like, stop it. What if they're waiting till Pride? Maybe. It's a little bit less of a hate crime. Yeah. 
a little bit less frustrating. I, I, I don't doubt the HBO Max for sure angle of it. Like, I bet you that that's probably what it is. And I would guess if we hear any news, it would be around Pride Month in like two weeks. I, yeah, I bet that's probably when both of them, if they are going to get renewed, will get dropped. Yeah. Which is fine by me. I yeah, guess. as long as as long as a renewal as as is official it. and comes, I don't care about the timing. Mm-hmm. But let it yep. be soon. Yep, I agree. Amen. <laughs> Forever and ever, amen. <laughs> and that's our episode, I think. Yeah, I I agree. Wow. Um. Well, we've already talked about all the ways that people can find us. Um. Yes. At the top of the episode, so if you're curious. Just rewind about it. <laughs> <laughs> Loop it again. Uh, this episode and all of our episodes can be found on Spotify, yep. Apple, yep. Uh, Audible, Audible, Podbean, uh huh, Podchaser, I think, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, yeah, Google, anywhere that Aaron could find to put an RSS feed, we Correct. are on that. There, um, it is helpful to us immensely if you rate and review this podcast on yeah. your platform of choice, um, particularly Apple, because those carry over to other platforms, yep. which is not necessarily something that I realized when I started listening to podcasts or whatever. Um, but Apple reviews very often carry over into other, like they pull them, yeah, for context. So if you don't mind dropping a little, <laughs> if you have a two seconds of your day, yeah, we would a love comment that or whatever you want to drop onto that, um all of the social medias go yeah. watch that tiktok that i made that is going to send me viral because it brings me a lot of joy um and maybe we'll have other tiktoks who knows sure um where can people what if people wanted to send us recommendations Aaron? you can do so via the google form that is pinned Ooh. to our twitter page there is also a google doc pinned to our twitter page with all of the fix that we've read ever in perpetuity so if you want to go back to season one and just read through all the stuff that we've talked about you can I am an administrative coordinator. Yes, <laughs> this is my job. Um, and it worked out really great. So there are those two. Um, if you're going to be in DC in a couple of weeks for Awesome Con, come to our panel. We're doing <laughs> we're doing a cosplay tournament of pairings. <laughs> yep. So we're gonna have the audience vote on whether um, particular characterships are OTPs or no TPs. And it's going to be really stupid and really fun. Can't so wait. come in costume and hang out with us and meet us and we'll hang out. It'll be great. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that that's it too. Thanks for coming back for those yeah. of you who came back for season four. And welcome if you've just joined us. Yeah. Thanks for uh, sticking it out with us. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was the fastest episode we've done in a while. So if you go back and listen through the rest of our discography, settle in. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is not like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye.